Can you ever escape your dark past? Today I'm talking about Master Gardener. This is Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Hello, movie friends. This is Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. I am Scott, and today I'm talking about the latest from uh, writer-director Paul Schrader, who is probably most famous for uh, writing movies like Taxi Driver, and then also uh, wrote and directed the recent First Reform, starring Ethan Hawke. And it's kind of on... All of his movies have a similar bent, which is something I'll get into shortly. And this is his latest, which is something of a kind of a character thriller of sorts and I, I found this one very interesting especially within Trader's own filmography and it's interesting to you know see it as a, as a part of his filmography and then also just as a movie itself so without further ado let's get started. Almost every prolific filmmaker has a few obsessions or recurring themes within their work to go along with signature visual elements. Spike Lee has never been shy about highlighting racial conflict or animus in his work even in a high thriller like Inside Man. And Guillermo del Toro has been very open that he's been making one movie over and over again throughout his career, always about monsters and the much more monstrous humans that inhabit the world. Paul Schrader is no different. He started with a dissociative and violently angry young man in his screenplay for Taxi Driver, and has spent the remainder of his career dealing with men in crises, either to their masculinity, their existence, or their pasts. And Master Gardener is no different, but with a more, dare I say, optimistic view? Joel Edgerton plays Narvel Roth, the lead horticulturalist at a prestigious garden led by the wealthy but aloof Mrs. Haverville. But when Haverville insists that Roth take on her young niece, Roth's horrifying past and actions may come back to bite him. So there are two ways that I view this film, as I alluded to earlier. One is a progression of Paul Schrader's obsessions, and the other is a straightforward movie about growth. So let's start with Schrader. As I mentioned in my preamble, Schrader's work is about men in conflict, often pushing towards violent catharsis, or at least the illusion of it. So on paper, Edgerton's Roth looks like another prime candidate. He reeks of ex-con, and is not only revealed to have a violent past, but a white supremacist past. And the movie seems to be pushing Roth further and further towards his past self. Haverville's niece is being beset by some unsavory characters, is a black woman, and Haverville herself is a traditional aristocrat in every way imaginable, and Roth doesn't like opening up because it remains revealing a lot of awful and terrible things about who he used to be, namely on his own body. Notably, unlike other men of his ilk, his crimes are etched on his skin. Schrader is also a big fan of men looking at themselves in mirror, and this is the most reflective I've seen one of his lead characters. The shift, the shift is in Roth's outlook and how he actually opens up. Well, at the movie's start, he seems to be almost robotic about what he does, including daily journaling, the arrival of Maya helps liven up his life. Not only that, but in a touch I really like, it forces him to open up so he can actually help her. And it is painful, especially because, as I said earlier, Maya is a black woman. For her to see his tattoos, there for her to see his tattoos was always going to be a necessary but difficult thing for him to be truly vulnerable. Much like First Reform argued for the power of human connection, Master Gardener seems to argue against stagnated growth, regardless of age. Just as as a film, this is going to feel very familiar to anyone who's seen a reformed criminal movie before, with with as on-the-nose metaphors as you can possibly imagine. For instance, someone who used to kill people for white supremacists now cultivates colorful gardens that come to life for money. 
This is mostly saved by two things, Joel Edgerton's performance and the film's slow tension. I think Edgerton is a wonderful actor, who is at his best playing everyman characters or people who say more with their gestures than the power of their voice. Quiet intensity is one of his strengths, which is perfect for a Schrader character because that's basically all these guys are. Intense guys who feel like they're a moment from snapping but keep a quietly powerful brave face. The key to a character like this is not letting your physicality and the meaning behind your lines hit home. For instance, you can tell he's not fucking around when he threatens someone or m might be saying, I care about you when his words say, be careful. And this is right in Edgerton's wheelhouse. I'd be curious to see, to see this actor-director pairing do a bit more. From a tension standpoint, the movie achieves a nice slow burn by juggling multiple interconnected plot lines together. We have Maya's tension with her aunt, Maya's ongoing issues outside the family and the garden, and Narvel trying to keep Mrs. Haverville sated and the lingering worry that someone will uncover Roth's past to the wrong people. All of which break into each other at just the wrong moment. Since this movie isn't an action flick, it require it the since the first sign of drug dealers would meet a fight, this is really important to remain tension. Nor does a 100-minute runtime that prevents the movie from overstaying its welcome hurt either. The verdict is it's familiar but engaging. Though it covers familiar ground in theme and story, Master Gardener has plenty of elements to recommend. 7 out of 10. This has been Scott's Off Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Off Indulgent Movie World, for the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.